You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. Welcome to another episode, guys. We have the beautiful Jade as a guest today. Jade is a mental and a women's wellness facilitator who is passionate about bringing women together as a collective to empower, inspire, and thrive. She's the founder of Nourished by Her and a creator of ever-growing self-love brunch events. And she has brought countless women together to step into their true power and radiance through her events and online community. Her mission is to create inspiring spaces that invite women to connect deeply, share wisdom and support one another into their soul's journey. Welcome, Jade, to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. So so wonderful to have you. Um, So tell our listeners, what day of your cycle are you on? We always kick it off with that question. Yes. Okay. I'm on um, day 18 of my cycle. Wow. Okay. We're very much in vibe together. And how are you feeling today? Okay. Um, the past few days, actually, I've just been a little bit more of a homebody. I've kind of just been wanting to relax and recuperate and a lot of sort of low impact movement. Um, yeah. So just a little bit more chilled and relaxed and yeah. Taking your time for you whilst you're in your inner autumn. Yeah. So tell our listeners, what is it that you do with yourself? Like, tell us who is Jade and what is Jade's mission in the world and what is she doing? I know I just read your bio, but mm. let's, let's go into a little bit more depth. How you, got, how you got into what it is that you're doing right now. Okay. All right. Well, how I got into, I started a blog um, probably about, how long ago now? Maybe two and a half, three years ago, um, which is nourished by her. And it initially started as a food blog. So I was, I've always been really passionate about food and nutrition and, and, but also the creative side of it. So I used to love um, just creating beautiful food, posting my pictures. And it really was just a hobby at the beginning. Um, I, I started it uh, just after I'd had my daughter. And so it was just this little hobby for me to kind of um, a bit of a creative outlet, I guess. And when I started posting these photos, the response that I was getting back was um, amazing. So I kind of um, started a, I guess, uh, actually posting recipes that women could use. Um, And then it's really just kind of been on a bit of a trans informational shift really these past two years um, it's what it's gone from a, a food blog then I um, created my, my actual website where I, I started interviewing women um, in different areas of health and wellness I just through my own personal journey and um, with Instagram and I was just looking and seeing how many incredible inspirational women there were out there um, with so much knowledge and wisdom and to share. So I was like, I really want to kind of create a platform that women can go to and access um, information on all different areas, whether it be recipes or um, just general women's health um, and interviewing uh, female industry experts. Um, and then I shifted into events, which is where I am now. So, um, which I absolutely love. And 
I think I really wanted to transform the, the, this community I'd built, this platform, and bring it more to a face-to-face thing. Like I, I kind of realized that that deep face-to-face connection is something that a lot of us women are really craving. Um, and we don't really get the opportunity to do it a lot. And I think when I kind of realized that, I just wanted to be able to create and hold that space for women to come and connect and inspire and grow together um, and really work on this concept of collaboration over competition, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like having each other's back and um, really being able to uplift one another and support one another in our journeys. Um, so... <sighs> With the events, I initially started with um, an event called Rise Workshop, and that was really based more on just general women's health. It was kind of a a broad, um, we had different aspects of the day. So um, we had you there, Gemma. I was there. It was amazing. I loved the event. Yes, it was incredible. And we did a women's health balance workshop. We also had like a mindset um clarity goals workshop we had movement classes so it was a very broad um general women's health event which was incredible um and i think through my own personal journey something that has been huge for me and created so much um i guess this ripple effect in all different areas of my life is being Mm self-love and I just felt really called to create an event purely based on that topic, just with, I guess, how it's um, really allowed me to bloom and become a better mother and just to learn that motherhood has been a big one. For me, self-love has really allowed me to build a better relationship with myself, but also as a mother and with my daughter and I really came to realize that for so long I felt like I played this sort of guilt and shame on myself that you know for me to want to put myself before my daughter was um I just felt guilty and I felt shameful for even thinking that Mm -hmm. and so I would I would burn myself out I would um yeah, I would just, I, I think as women, we, we really, it's just this natural instinct to want to put everything and everyone before our own needs. Um, not realizing that the more we give, like you can't give from an empty cup. So when you're just giving, giving, giving and not giving yourself, honoring yourself with the time to fill your own cup, you do, you just burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. But when you make that shift um, and you take that time to fill your own cup, you just have, I have so much more to give. And the time that I had with her was so much more sort of quality time. Um, so yeah, uh, so what I've, I felt that I really needed to create an event that was um, based around that and where I could bring again, female industry experts um, together and just really be able to connect and um, share stories and be raw, like real talk. Um, but also just really inspiring women to make those shifts. So 
I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. There are so many little nuggets in there that I want to like further explore. Yes. One is going to be disconnect. We will get there, but I won't let's touch on self-love for a second because there are so many women and the women that I work with, the women who do the well women program, even from one-on-one coaching clients to them, there is a real hurdle. <clears throat> it's kind of, it's not even just a hurdle. It's like a high, um, like a high jump hurdle. It's huge as into the fact, hang on a second, is it okay for me to put myself first? And I actually did an Instagram post this morning about um, the number one legit excuse to get out of anything is I'm on day two of my cycle, meaning I'm on day two of bleeding. So I'm two days into bleeding. I'm not doing anything. And so women kind of feel like that's the excuse that they need Mm -hmm. to give to themselves when in fact, it's very challenging for them to say, you know what, I don't want to go to that party because I'm feeling really bloated or I've been working really hard and I just want to have some time to myself or for a mum, being like, Hey, look, I just need time out. Yes. Like I, I just need to go for a walk for my, on my own for whatever it is, 30 minutes, an hour, or I need to just spend some time with my girlfriends on the phone or do a Skype catch up, whatever it might be. Cause I know you're yeah. from overseas. Yeah. What does self love look like for you as a mum? Because it's easy for me, I, I'm yet to have children. It's easy for me to be like, oh, well, I just wake up in the morning and I you know, ride my bike to the beach and I go for a walk and I just come back whenever I want unless I have an appointment. Yeah. But as a mom, you have little people. So yeah. giving oxygen to yourself first, how do you do that as a mom, ensuring that you still fulfill yourself with self-love? Hmm. So um, a big one for me has one thing when I speak to a lot of women at these events one of the biggest resistances and stories that I hear and something that I I told myself for a long time is I don't have time. And I played that story for a long time. I don't have time to do that. I've I've got to look after this child and, you know, like I've got to get ready for daycare. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I purely don't have time to, um, do what I love or to, you know, to go have a bubble bath or, and for me, it's really been about, we all have time. It's really about how we're using that time Mm. and, um, how we're managing it. So for me, I have a little morning ritual, um, which sounds small but for me it is just totally changed how my days unfold and my whole moods and and so what I do is um I purely just wake up an hour before I know my daughter's going to wake up so from 5am to 6am that is my time and what I get done in that hour is um, so the first 20 minutes I'll do um, some movement. So whether that's doing yoga, which I absolutely love, um, Pilates or just really listening to my body. It might be 15 minutes of a hip workout, just what I'm feeling. Um, I'll then do 20 minutes of journaling and setting my intentions for the day. And then I do 20 minutes of meditation. And that in itself, it's just like that. I have had a full hour to tick off so many things that like I want to do for myself in the day Mm. and that was just purely about being disciplined with okay well I'm going to make time like I'm going to wake up an hour before my daughter wakes up and get those things done and so that's been a big one for me in regards to self-love and 
implementing it, I guess, um, uh, with, I think for me, that's probably the biggest thing is just being a lot more disciplined with my time management, really. Let's talk about discipline because in an interview that I did with Samantha Doyle, who's an Ayurvedic nutritionist and whiz guru and who I learned Ayurveda from, she talks a lot about Sadhana and she's a single mum of four kids and she homeschools mm-hmm. and she runs an amazing business. And I am, she's the kind of, I don't know how she does it woman. It's incredible. But she does a very similar thing, right? About sticking to your Sadhana practices, your daily ritual and sticking to the routine. And like you said, it's small. It's a really small thing, but it's also kind of a simple thing. It can seem so simple that you don't want to do it. So how did you, cause I know this is going to be a question for people listening how did you go from being like, you know what, I'm going to stick to creating this habit of getting up at 5am? Because I know there's a lot of women who'd be like, no, nah, like I am like that extra hour of sleep. I'm, I'm taking that extra hour of sleep if they're a mum, or they're like, no, 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 I don't need to get up at five. I'll just stay till six. How did you break or create the habit, I should say, um, of getting up at five and having that hour to yourself? Mm, that's a really good question and probably something I've not really thought too deeply into. Um, but what are the steps you kind of took? What do you uh, I think for me, with any habit, it's just consistency. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's just small, consistent actions every single day. And I guess I did find it hard at the beginning, you know, and I'm not going to lie. Like when I initially started doing it, my alarm would go off at 5 a.m. I'd be like, I'm, I just want another hour of sleep. <laughs> yep. Um, but the more I just was like, okay, like even if I, I set my alarm at five and um, say I snoozed to like high five, but still got up at half five and did a little bit of it, just like really embodying how I was feeling after I'd done, had that little bit of extra time was kind of my mm-hmm. motivation to be like, okay, like this is going to be worth it. <laughs> I need to do this. Um, and yeah, it was just really about, uh, consistency and it just became second nature. So for me now, like 5am, it, it's not a a hassle or a burden for me to get up at 5am at all. Um, it's just become very second nature. And I know that I know how I'm going to feel after that hour. And that is my motivation. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I would probably, you know, if you are feeling a little bit unmotivated to do that, it's just small steps, work your way up and consistency. That is the key, I think, in creating a a long-term habit. Um, Yeah. Fantastic. It's something that I always say um, to the women that I work with is that as soon as you want to start this new health journey or you have this new goal, you want to do everything. Yeah. So if you want to become this healthy, sustainable liver, you want to ditch the glad wrap. You want to have beeswax wraps. You want to have reusable makeup wipes. You want to have <laughs> a, a menstrual cup. You want to make sure you're only buying organic and that you're only buying, you know, chemical free stuff for your face and chemical free and toxin free makeup. And then you want to make sure the house has got all nice stuff. So you only want to buy linen or cotton that's organic and you, that's the only way you want to sleep. Yes, but it's very overwhelming if you just keep it simple. And this is actually part of the process of Ayurveda is just making things really simple. Mm. I love the little tips that you gave and knowing that it is possible to change a habit. But for you, getting up every morning at 5am now is so simple for you and doable because your body's actually the muscle memory of your body, you could say, 
is actually like, yeah, this feels good. I like this routine. Yes. So it's cracking that habit. It's um, an analogy I'll give before we move on. It's like if you're writing with, if you're a right hand writer, so you write always with the right hand and I say to you, all right, from now on, you're just going to write with your left hand. It's going to be really hard for the first week. Yeah. But eventually over time, every day it's going to become more simplistic and it's yes. just going to become more doable. And then eventually you'll forget that you ever wrote with your right hand. So it is possible. It just takes transition. Yeah. And just again, like really just embodying that feeling that mm. you're getting from doing what you're doing um, as I find is such a motivator for me. Amazing. Well, let's talk about disconnection. You mentioned earlier that the, one of the reasons why you put together women's connection events is because we're so disconnected. Mm-hmm. Now, I really feel that social media has a big role to play in that. Um, in the last five years, particularly, it's dramatically changed the way in which we connect. Mm-hmm. And as women, connection face-to-face is so vitally important because we've been doing it for centuries. And yeah. this comes a lot into menstrual cycle health throughout your entire cycle. But for you as a to-be-almost life coach and an event facilitator you've been doing for a few years now, what is it that you do that takes you from feeling disconnected to connected in your own day-to-day practice? So for the women listening, what could they do? What are your top tips for that? Mm, so are we talking connection to self? Yeah. So how did, how, when you're feeling disconnected, maybe overwhelmed and anxious because you're like, oh my God, I'm disconnected. I'm stuck scrolling on my phone or whatever it might be. How do you get connected with you as a mom, for yourself, with your daughter? And how do you disconnect? Mm, Love that question. Okay. Um, Breathe. (laughs) Breath and just being able to pause and take like three deep conscious belly breaths has been probably one of the most simplistic but most powerful practices um, that I have implemented and that's with everything like you know when I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed or a little bit stressed just like taking a step back taking some really really deep breaths and it just instantly one just calms you relaxes your body but it just connects you back in like connects you into and also being able to just detach yourself from the situation and be like, okay, this isn't as bad as what my mind is making it. (laughs) This is okay. Everything's going to be okay. Um, So deep breaths has been a big one. Meditation has been huge um, in regards to connection to self. Um, And again, that is just, it's, since I've started meditating daily I'm so much more calmer and relaxed and patient and clearer clarity and the benefits are just incredible um but as a mother that's been a huge one um getting out in nature just solitude like getting out in nature and being with yourself being comfortable in silence and just disconnecting from the world a little bit and that has been again another thing that I I do at least once a week and I just honor myself that alone time to just get out in nature and just be with myself no music no distractions and just me Mm. Mm. there's nothing nicer I love just going for a walk on the beach in the morning 
and not listening to anything rather just yes. listening to the sounds of earth hugely and I, I used I didn't used to do that I when I when I used to go out for a walk or straight away the first thing I would think to do is plug my headphones in and listen to some music and um so it's just it's been such a liberating feeling to be able to just be totally with nature and like you said being present and really and in tuning into the sounds of nature and yourself your own breath your own mind like Mm. yeah it's mind-blowing and we Mm. are I always say I have many different analogies, but one of them is that we are not on the earth. We are of the earth. Like we are part of the earth. And so the the earth's natural energy field and our natural energy field, they can harmonize together. Yes. And so connecting like that, the whole grounding movement, like we've always been grounded for centuries. It's just in the last couple of, um, I guess, decades, I would say, maybe the last 100 to 150 years, we've become more disconnected um, because of things. And so therefore we no longer are as grounded as we once used to be. Mm. I love those tips. Thank you so much for sharing. So let's switch gears and let's talk about your cycle journey. So as a woman, um, just share with us how old were you when you got your cycle? What was your experience like with your menstrual cycle? And how did you learn about your cycle? Mm. So my cycle journey, so I started my cycle when I was 11 years old. So um, quite young. And I must admit, it's really just been, I guess, the past couple of years that even less, a year and a half to a year, that I've really started to become more educated on my cycle and to know how it works, what it is. Like for so much of my life, for me, it was just a time of the month I bled. Like I didn't know what my cycle was. I didn't know about phases. I didn't know um, any of that. And to be honest, I feel like, I mean, I was on the depot injection for probably about in total, like five years. Which is a long and for time. those who don't know what it is, do you want to ex- just quickly explain? Yeah, what it is? so it's um, a contraceptive injection. So mm-hmm. it's an injection that you get every three months and it totally stops your periods. Um, and it's a, a form of contraceptive contraception um so and yeah I mean I did it for contraception but if I'm honest like I did it to stop my period and I can't believe for how long like I kind of had this like shame around my period like it was more of a burden than Mm -hmm. anything else like I, I didn't embrace it in any shape or form um I remember back in school um, before I went on the death induction, I was um, from about 16, I was on the um, contraceptive pill. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember like often I would uh, like skip my white pills. Just the period, so, the, the bleeding yeah, pills. The bleeding, the bleeding pills um, and go straight on to my next one just so I wouldn't bleed. And I really feel like that that feeling of shame around the period um, really stems a lot from school years because there is a lot of shaming around periods, especially from boys, and there's just not enough education, I feel, like mm. periods. And I think a lot of women deal with that. And it's, 
I, there's definitely needs to be more education, I feel, in the schooling systems around, mm-hmm. um, around menstrual cycles and just so women can get more educated on it and understand that it doesn't have to be this thing that we shame. It doesn't have to be, it's not a burden. Like it's one of the most natural things that a woman experiences. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely no menstrual guru yet, <laughs> but I've definitely become more educated. And a big thing is just knowing how to respect my body more in the different phases of my cycle now, which mm. because I didn't really understand much of that before it was I didn't know in regards to movement and nutrition and things like that um, and how it can really help um, my body during that the the cycle and support you throughout your whole month yeah as well I love that you've um you've shared some big insights into one getting your cycle really early but then also the fact of being completely open and honest and transparent about the fact that I didn't like having my period. I didn't also like having my period when I was a a late teen, early twenties girl, woman, lady. I really didn't like it. I found it restrictive Mm. and, you know, I'd go on holidays and I didn't want to have my period. So I would skip it and I was in the pill for 12 years straight. So I know exactly how that feels. Share with us and let's just talk about your transition in going from, because obviously you've had a child now, so you wouldn't have been a contraception for that for your beautiful no. daughter. How, um, how was the transition for you in coming off contraception into one, having a baby? And what did you notice in your body and shifts and changes in your, in your body at the time? Mm, okay, let me have a think about that. So... I, to be, again, I think my, the cycle, the whole cycle journey for me, like I'm really becoming more educated on it and um, definitely started after my, the birth of my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, uh, uh, there was a, uh, nine months of not being on any contraception. And I think I just, I realized how good my body felt one when I came off the contraception. Um, and it's really just been about, I mean, you've played a big part in that because <laughs> I did your program and um, just been surrounded by women that are more educated on the cycle. And um, I remember when I first saw you and you would talk about the menstrual cycle and um, everything that you share, I was just kind of like, wow, like I had no idea about that. And it just made me really curious. Mm. So, I just became more curious about it and learned more about it. And um, now it's, I'm not on contraception at all. And my body is just like, thank you. (laughs) It's just so good to be in like a regular rhythm with my cycle, like know my cycle. And um, yeah, for me, coming on contraception has been a big one. Amazing. And I know you have done the Well Women program and it's very insightful into all of those little bits and pieces. But let's just highlight here that earlier you mentioned about how your um, routine practice in the morning. So in Ayurveda would say that you're you're sort of done a practice, but Mm. for you connecting with yourself is so important for you and the whole meditation thing. Personally, I feel um, being on the pill myself in the past, it's, it creates cloudiness yeah. And not being on that, I've been able to connect with myself even more. And so mm. for the women listening, would you agree with that? Hugely. Mm. Yeah. 
110 percent definitely and for me i had um when i was coming off the pill i actually was very very healthy i'd healed leaky gut i'd done a whole year of healing and removing that um and replenishing that from my body and i was like at my peak health but i still was on the pill mm-hmm. and it was kind of like that extra step for me when i came off the pill and then i was like oh yes I just have this extra bit of clarity. Yes, there was a transition period for me coming off the pill, but um, it created that much more clarity. So I know for the women listening who were like, oh, it's so easy for Jade, you know, gets up in the morning at 5 a.m. and spends an hour with herself and meditates for 20 minutes. How does one even do that? (laughs) Um, The more clear you are in your body, the less cloudiness there is around those habits. I totally agree with you. 100%. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we're nearly out of time and I want to throw to you with what are the three guiding tips that you would give to women about your menstrual cycle and connecting with yourself that you wish you had have learned as a younger woman or a teen? I think one of my greatest lessons has definitely been tapping into your intuition mm-hmm. listening to your intuition um and that has been something that for all different areas in my life i now use and it's been such a powerful way to truly like deeply connect with your body and what your body feels like what your body wants because for me like i feel like your body will always know whether something is a yes or a no Mm-hmm. and when you learn to be able to tap into that and use that as your guidance um everything just aligns and you attract everything that is for you um and it's just a, a very very powerful way that um i've been able to connect with myself more um hugely as well around my relationship with food and mm-hmm. just doing a little connection practice before um i eat so i'm really eating based on what my body is craving not what my mind is craving Mm -hmm. um but yeah intuition is a big one and we all have it it's just we've become so desensitized to the feeling of what it feels like um with all the distraction Mm -hmm. we have going on so i guess for me, again, just trying to sit in silence. Meditation has been a big practice in regards to tapping into that and knowing how that feels. Um, but just sitting with yourself and really breathing into yourself and feeling, and you'll know, you'll, you can feel it. Um, so, yeah, that's been a huge one. Um, what's my other lessons? I think uh, in regards to connecting to my body more, I've really, I don't know if we're going on track, off track a bit. <laughs> That's all right. Just your top <laughs> guiding tips, your three guiding tips. And intuition is, a, is an amazing one. Um, tapping into sensuality has been a really, really big one for me. In regards, I know we talk about that in Well School, the program that you did with me. We talked about that heat. Yeah. And I don't really truly know what sensuality used to be. I used to link sensuality with sexuality quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize the difference when there's actually a huge difference. Um, but in regards to that's a huge part of my self love journey as well, but also just connecting with my body more 
is um, just taking time to um, connect with yourself in a way that things that pleasure you, not in a sexual way, but in a sensual way. So for me, I might like give myself like a whole body massage with essential oils and just really being present and connecting to how that feels and how my body feels when I'm doing it. Um, again, getting into nature, like barefoot walks in nature and um, yeah, learning more about sensuality has been a really, again, another big thing in regards to connecting to my body more. So definitely I would definitely advise to try and um, educate yourself more on that and what it is mm-hmm. and what it means to you um, and honor yourself some sensuality every now and again. Mm. Activate your senses. I love that. Yeah. All right, Jade, thank you so much. Three guiding tips, connect with your intuition, have time with yourself and mm. connect with yourself, whether that's sitting, having breathing practice, whatever it is and enhance your senses which is just activating your senses using them like how good does my my food smell and oh this piece of fruit smells like this when i'm buying it from them from the markets whatever Mm. it is they're amazing tips thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today how can our listeners find you if they wish to connect and learn more about you and your events and everything that you do yes um so you can find me on instagram so nourish by her nourish dot by her on instagram on facebook again nourish by her and my website www.nourishbyher.com um i love connecting so reach out to me i'd love to hear from you all um but thank you so much for having me on here what you're doing is so inspirational and we need more of this so Thank you so much for joining us. I've loved having you on and all of your links to um, be able to find you will be in the show notes over on the website. And I can't wait to have you back and chat more about self-love. So thanks for joining us, Jade. Thank you, love. Thank you so much, love. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. 